guys, welcome to another episode at Chairs. And today I have an amazing guest with me. Please meet Deborah Zifa. Um, Deborah is an orphan and vulnerable children consultant and advocate. She does an amazing job with that. And she is the co-founder of the Care Leavers Ghana Network. Yes. I forgot to mention Deborah is in Ghana. And she's also the Charish Torch Foundation founder. Charish Torch, I believe a lot of persons must have heard of that. So this is the founder. Charish Torch is an NGO that provides support for orphans and vulnerable children. So today I and Deborah are going to be, or should I say Deborah is going to be giving us some insights on what life beyond the orphanage is all about. Deborah, thank you for joining me here today. It's a pleasure being here with you. Wow, thank you very much. It's a pleasure to be here too. Thank you for, for having me and for the opportunity to share a bit of what I do. Uh, Okay, I forgot to mention that Deborah is also an author. Yes, she has authored, I think, three or four books. I know um, Forest in the Wilderness. I know um, Beyond the Orphanage, right? Can you list the ones I missed, please? Yeah. Yes, I think that's all. And then um, one on family-based versus institutional care. That will be released this year, December. Yeah. So... Maybe at the end, you give me some links so I can share with my audience in case anybody wants to get your books. That's okay. Thank you. Okay. There. So um, can you share with us, what is it like to live in an orphanage? Whoa. <laughs> this is really broad, uh, but I'll try to make it snappy. So... Okay. You know, life in the orphanage, um, I would say, comes with a lot of hurt, but at the same time, it comes with some gains as well. Sure. So I always say that um, the orphanage has many definitions, okay? It's lost, it's gain, mm-hmm. it is um, resilience, it sometimes it, 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 it actually breaks you. It's a place where um, full of vague, full of uncertainties, full of um, questions, and all of that. But in some, I'll say life in the orphanage. It's it's not all bad, but it's bad because um, growing up, there is always this wound in you, you know, donors come donate. And then, you know, your three square meals are provided and all of that. You get a place to sleep. Um, you get some education, not very good, but average education, which is not bad. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, there is one thing that is always missing. That is an emotional need or void. Okay. That, that nobody can provide except your family. So that is one thing that there's one thing that I would say uh, makes the orphanage not so good a place for, for children to be. I would wish that, I mean, every child would grow in a family 
Yes, that is my honest wish. And probably the orphanage could be a temporal place, okay? Yeah. That the child wouldn't stay there for too long, a transit. So the child gets there whilst they fix out or look out for a very good family to adopt or foster that. So that is it. Um, growing up like this, I mean, as we are, we are speaking, there are a lot of scars that I have on me because I grew up in the orphanage. And probably as time goes on, um, I'll be sharing some in our discussion. Yes. So that is that is how life in the orphanage is all about. It, 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 there are a lot of ups and downs. A lot of ups and downs. Yeah. Okay. Um, we hear a lot of stories about orphanages. It's, um, and most of the stories you hear about orphanages are majorly bad. They don't take care of the kids. They don't, um, the resources people bring, you know, donations and all that, they siphon them. It doesn't get to the kids. I mean, what can you say about such stories? Yes. Okay. So it's it, it's actually true, but with where I grew up, um, things were a bit different because we had a good father or a good caretaker. But I've heard stories reconnecting with other brothers and sisters of mine in other orphanages. I mean, there were some that people come to donate, and then foods, the food staff are, are sold. Okay. There were times that they were denied their three square meals. I mean, things that were actually for them, I mean, the founders and the caretakers um, hoarded all of these things for themselves and their families. Mm-hmm. And so it was my, I know friends in other parts of the country who were sexually molested, even by the founders. So it's, it's really, um, yes, these stories are true. They are very true. And that is why we all must advocate for children to actually live in families and sure. not in institutions. Yeah. Wow, that's that's terrible. But I, yeah. I, I want to believe that you know they are not all bad eggs. You still have the good ones among all of them. We do, but actually, um, there is there is no good orphanage. Okay. Okay. There is no good, but like there's no hundred percent. Like the way we have families, you know, there there are, there are always you know hitches here and there. True. And it can't replace family. It, it, there is no way an institution can replace family. There is no way. Absolutely. You're right on that one. Nothing can actually replace family. The, the connection, the relationship, nothing can actually replace it. That's true. Wow. Uh, okay, now, okay. I think so. Please go ahead. Go ahead, please. Hello? Yes, I'm here. I can hear you. Oh, okay. I wanted to ask, you, you made mention of the fact that you grew up in an orphanage. Did it, mm. did it affect you? More like, how has life beyond, or should I say outside the orphanage, been for you? Oh, yes, it has really affected me. Growing up in the orphanage has has affected me in so many ways but um i tried along the way to get healed and to i mean make my voice heard okay so i didn't as in when i left the orphanage i wasn't as confident as as this i mean there is one thing that is inferiority complex you feel less of yourself true 
page and then sorry can you can you repeat that you said something about inferiority complex yes so that is that is one aspect that or fourth class or very degraded so we always saw ourselves to be like oh okay we don't really deserve the best and so it, it had an imprint in, in our minds and we grew up with that okay so that is that is one thing i had to battle with and even though i've not been able to overcome it fully it's better now um so for instance if i see a lot of crowd i i, I tend to shy away because i'm not able to express myself freely in in that regard and then coming out of the orphanage, there were, I mean, instances that, you know, looking for love in the wrong places, okay? We weren't taught as young girls, as teenagers growing up. You know, once you are 18 years, you are kicked out of the orphanage. That is why I always say it can't be family because when you are 18, your parents kick you out. But in orphanages, once you are 18, you are termed as an adult. And so you are kicked out. And if you bear witness with me, people that donate to orphanages don't even care about, okay, what happens to these children when they grow up? It's just about, yes, people don't actually focus their donations on, okay, we are bringing these items for the, for the big boys and girls. They don't even, you know, we are kind of lost. You get it. People don't actually care about us. So it's really a frightening stage to be so most of my friends and even myself inclusive i mean fell at at a point you know this relationship bait trying to find love here and there you know mm. because that and so somebody comes show you little love and then you are all over you You're get all the over the person and you know they end up taking advantage of you but thankfully some of us were able to i mean go through successfully or safely without getting pregnant or all i mean doing any other bad stuff but mm-hmm. others ended up pregnant and that truncated their dreams and everything and also you know once you leave the orphanage i always say beyond the orphanages it's full of struggles that is where the real struggles i mean begins mm-hmm. because one housing is difficult number two there is this function um, family dysfunctionality because you've stayed in the orphanage for so long when you leave you're not able to reconnect with your families and some of these relatives don't even want these children back. They don't want these this kids back, okay? So they end up staying with friends, I mean, hustling here and there just to make ends meet. And you know, just give a certificate, 18 years, I mean, no job will, will, will employ you and pay you much. It's just this menial job that you can rely on. So if you don't get the support to actually climb through the academic ladder, I mean, you end up stranded. And that is why I have devoted myself to actually advocate for, for children to grow in families and for children to look out for these care leavers because it's, it's really a struggle. Some of us were fortunate, but the others weren't. Mm, you get it. True. Yeah. yeah. So you, you made you made mention of the emotional aspects, more like the, the emotional foundation. It's yes. it's missing in these orphanages. When you talk mm. about life beyond the orphanage how 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 are you able to handle your emotions or how how are you able to develop emotional intelligence once you leave the orphanage since that foundation is almost not there 
Yeah. So um, with me, I I, res- I I did more of reading, okay? And, okay. you know, it comes with its own anguish, anger. You have this anger in you, mm-hmm. uh, especially parents, one of your parents alive or both parents alive. So, you know, in the orphanages, not every child has lost both parents. There are some that are both parents, but due to social issues like poverty, they end up in the orphanage. Due to social issues like probably a parent serving a long term in prison or a parent being sick, you know, all of these things, social issues pushes children into orphanages. And I, for one, was a social orphan. Both parents are alive, but I ended up in the orphanage because of poverty. So, you know, along the way, there was this bitterness in me. Like, why would, uh, why would bring me, like, you get the whole thing. But, I mean, growing up, I had to learn to forgive, okay? True. And so that was I, I healed. I, I, I forgave, and then I, I did a lot of reading, a lot of prayers. Um, yes, and I also had some mentors that, I mean, mentored me. Um, were always there for me. So all of these people helped in, in, in guiding how, um, in guiding me in building my, in my emotions. Mm-hmm. And yes, that that has that has been it for me. Mm. Yeah sorry i'm asking a lot of questions but you said something about um social orphan does that mean that there are different types of orphans because i mean all my life actually all i've known is an orphan or people you find in orphanages are those that have don't have parents so can you can you explain that part please all right so yes we have categories of orphans okay we have single orphans so single orphan is is that child that has lost a parent either a mother or a father and we have okay. double orphan that child that has lost both parents okay. and we have social orphans these ones are i mean children who have both parents alive but due to social issues like i said earlier so you find all these three categories in every orphanage okay but it's only that you know the, the founders wouldn't come to the donors and, and pinpoint that hey this child is a social so we are all branded and we are all branded as orphans but when you dig deeper there are categories yeah wow so okay so how can a better future be created for orphans and vulnerable children seeing that um when they leave the orphanage, most of them are helpless. Most of them, just like you mentioned, don't have good educational background, don't even have the necessary support. Most of them, their relatives don't want them. So how do we ensure that a better future is created for orphans and vulnerable children? Because I, for one, right now, I believe it's it's for all of us. All hands must be on deck to actually create this better future for them. So what do you think are the things that can be done to ensure a better future is made available for them. Okay. Yeah. So um, one thing that I've been advocating for, for the past two, three years is that, you know, the greatest need of these vulnerable children and orphans and even the, the children on the streets is family. Once we get that right, all the others will, will fall in place. Okay. Now um, I know that, most parents, some definitely would, would lose their lives. Others will be incapacitated, you know, not be, being able to take care of, of their kids. But it's up to us as a society to foster these children. That is why we have foster parents now. 
that you visit the Department of Social Welfare in whatever country you are in, and you can actually foster a child, you can actually adopt a child, you can be a mentor for that child and guide the child, help the child navigate his or her way through life. Okay, so I mean, the basis is family. Now, from there, I think society and, and then the government is it's unfortunate that you know, a part of the world when it comes to child welfare, you know, uh, priority is not really given not in terms of yes, government policies and all of that is yeah. not really here. But I think that all these institutions like the orphanages i think number one probably they can they can be made a temporary place and then um some can be made um as training centers or um technical centers where these children can learn a skill for themselves you know, they, they, even if they live and they are not able to land a job instantly they can they can do something to fend for themselves mm-hmm. because when no one comes to train you for the outside world there is not there is no seminar that, hey, you are leaving, you are 18, you are going, this and this and this and these are what you meet. Nobody does that. They just leave you like that. So that is that is one thing society must step in to mentor and to foster these children. And I think scholarship opportunities in, in the in, should be made available in the various senior high schools and sharing institutions, at least. Even if not up to 10%, just 5% slots, okay, should be given to people that are coming from orphanages. You get it. That way, it, w- it would help all these children to have um, um, better education for themselves. And so they don't also feel left out. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That, yeah. Is, that is a lot. Honestly, that is a lot. I, I've always known, or of course, you see orphanages in different places in any country you live in, but I didn't know more like the insights you shared this afternoon i didn't know a lot of things like you just taught taught us the different like categories of orphans and then some of the things that go that happen in these orphanages i know i've been to an orphan orphanages you know an orphanage sorry and donated some things to them but i know i keep hearing stories of maybe some of the some of the children are not well taken care of or they don't dress well and stuff like that but this in-depth eye-opener you gave today, I didn't know a lot of it. So thank you yeah. so much. Thank you so much. And yes, I believe it's all up to all of us. All hands mm-hmm. must be on deck if we must create a better future for them. Yeah. Um, one last thing I want to ask you is, can you tell me a little bit about your work at Charis Touch Foundation? Okay, thank you. So, um, Caris Touch Foundation is um, an NGO that um, I founded in 2016 to give back to society. So, we are more into advocacy and also supporting, raising um, funds, support orphans and vulnerable children. And we've we've helped a couple of, of children reunite to to families like we we adopt an orphanage and we help reconnect all the kids back to their families um it hasn't been an easy journey but it's it's been worth the 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 fight and all of that and right now to um trying to diversify with with writing of books to you know beef up the advocacy work so i have a book beyond the orphanage 
um, that talks about the struggles that young people face when they leave the orphanage and how society can help. And then I have Forest in the Wilderness that talks about life inside a typical, I mean, Ghanaian orphanage that resonates with the, the rest of the orphanages in other parts mm -hmm. of the country. And right now I'm also working on family-based versus institutional care. That is, is it good for children to grow in families or is, is it good for children to grow in orphanages using my life mm -hmm. and other researchers um, to, to back up um, the yeah. best approach in caring for kids. So, so far, these are some of the things that we are, we are into and I also, I, I also am into and it's been amazing so far by the grace of god yeah wow you're doing such an amazing job honestly i must i must say that you're doing such an amazing job and thank you so much for taking our time to explain all of these and share these insights with us it's it's a pleasure <laughs>